0: Okay, we're gonna do that again. Today
1: I got time, hey. cus. Today I got time, cuz. Okay, today it. I got time, cuz hey. you lucky on that day I was acting cool, cuz. Nigga, what? what's up? How gangster
0: are you, cuz? Hey. I don't fuck with you because you disrespecting me. Hey. I don't fuck with you because you disrespecting me. I, I go, go hard, cuz. Alright, I'm sorry, y'all. I got a phone call right before I got on live, so it's still muted. So I didn't realize it was still muted, but okay, y'all can hear. I'm glad I seen that because I'd have been talking for like five minutes with no sound. So y'all can hear me now? Okay, good, good. It's like as soon as I get ready to go live, here come all the phone calls, like all at once. It's like, dang, y'all are interrupting my show. All right, good. Yes, today I got time. I hope y'all are doing good today. So before I get started, um, I, y'all know I got to talk about my event, child. Okay. Uh, It is June 1st, nine days until the event down at ATL. I am super excited. Thank y'all so much. um, Everybody who is coming, everybody who has bought tickets. Um, Again, if you wanted the event tickets, you have to make sure that you send an email to get the additional dinner tickets. I think we're down to like 10 tickets left. Um, Let's see. For the people who are vending at the event, we're still waiting for four people. Uh, that were approved and we're still waiting for the rest of the information, the contracts and all that stuff. Understand you have until tomorrow to get us the information, those four people. I got celebrities hitting up my phone and they're wanting to vend. So if my celebrity friend wants a table, I'm going to have to give her the table if you have not signed your contract and got us our information. I'd rather give spots to, you know, just, you know, the regular AT aliens, regular people. I'd rather give y'all a chance to get that, but we can't hold off much longer. So please contact Dustin by tomorrow to let us know yes or no, because we have several celebrities that want to come and vent at the event. Yeah, I'm excited, child. I am. It's a lot. It's a lot of work, a lot of stress. I cannot lie. But um, I heard from somebody yesterday and they just told me that they were so proud of me and they were just really excited um at this point we're basically overbooked now we're having people who are like no I want to be a part of it can you interview me and so it's it's a lot of people that want to be involved now and I'm very grateful for that because this is like my first time doing anything like this you know what I'm saying as far as like interviewing live like I'm basically doing like my own version of like if you go and watch like a Wendy Williams taping, you know, like I'm doing like my own live show version, you know, recording and filming and stuff like that. And eventually everything will be edited. And like I said, then the next day is like the party and things like that. There's a few few people talking about stopping through, you know, we'll see who comes through. But either way, we're going to be there partying and kicking it regardless of the situation. So I am super excited. So that just wants to make that announcement. Please make sure you get your vendor information um to us as soon as possible because once the tables are gone, they're gone and I will give them to who wants them. So make sure. So on that note, let me see here. I had gotten a super chat. Mariah Magdalene says, Hey T, I passed my state board exam. Whoop whoop, thank you for wishing me good luck. That meant a lot to me. Love you. Oh my gosh, congratulations, sis. You should be very, very proud of yourself. So thank you so much for coming back and letting me know. That you passed it, congratulations! You know that's that's dope. We need more people doing things like that. Um, Let's see here, Jason 499 says, "Hey T, I love all your content. Can I get an early birthday shout out? I turned 20 on Monday." Yes, Jay, happy early birthday! I hope you enjoy your birthday. Many more to come. So yeah, it's already June. What is this Gemini season? I believe we're in Gemini season. You know, Leo's honey, we're, we're so damn stuck up. We only know our season. I was be like, what season are we in? But let it be July. Uh, it's Leo season. It's Leo season. It's Leo season. I don't know. Nobody else's season, honey. I have to ask y'all. What season are we in? I assume it's Gemini. OK, I was correct. I wasn't sure if we were still rocking with the Tauruses. Um, so, yes, happy birthday to all the Geminis this month. You know, us Leos, honey, that's the only season we know and recognize. <laughs> Look at all the lines in the chat. Look, that's the only season we recognize. <laughs> I'm like, when's your birthday? Oh, you're a Sag. Oh, you're an Aquarius. Okay, cute. It's, uh, it's all about Leo gang over here. <laughs> so anyways, y'all, we got to talk about this mess that's going on with Monique and DL. This situation has just become nauseating at this point. And it's like they're both basically trying to blast each other. You know, I'm starting to give certain people the side eye. Um, I feel like there's some gaslighting going on on both ends. You know what I'm saying? But I want to go ahead and show y'all what went down after I did the stream on Sunday. Shadow it was receipt heaven. They was doing uh, tag team receipts. Tag your aunt, grab a receipt. Tag, your it. I got my receipt. Tag, your it. That receipt is fake. Tag, your it. You're just a hater. I said I ain't never seen no shit like this. Both of these people are in their 50s. Never seen nothing like this. So let me go ahead and uh, we listened to the audio over the week, and I don't want to play it again. It's pretty long. Where Monique went in on DL, called him a down-low individual, um, you know, just went in on him, said his wife was giving head to a coward, talked about the dog, I guess. She just went in. So let me pull this up. I'm going to go ahead and read to you guys what Monique had said under DL's page here. So Monique says, the fact that you point the people to the ticket stubs for the order of names versus your actual contract implies that you don't have a contract that shows that you are the headliner like I do. Either show your contract or shut up. Stop messing with people who have never messed with you. I considered you a comrade in comedy, but I thank you DL, but I thank you DL because you're the reason why I fight for my people like I do. Anytime you open for the kings of comedy, I was the headliner for the queens of comedy, and you think you should close the show over me is an example of the bias that black women have to deal with in this business. I won't even discuss awards. So that is what she said. And Dia was basically showing screenshots of what was
2: being posted. So let's see here. Okay, so then she wrote something else. She came back again
0: and says, if you're doing things legally, then show your contract, not posters, not ticket stubs, your contract, sir. Please know that no different than Tyler, Oprah, Steve. I still love you brothers too, but I have to love our community and myself enough to tell the truth. Also, anyone who comes on stage slurring because they may have had a bit too much alcohol to drink and needs a <laughs> and needs a support dog like yourself is a person <laughs> that has the type of concerns that should keep them from talking negatively about anyone because you know the issues you're dealing with <laughs> Monique is messy in order to need a support dog. So, so I will roast your ass on stage, but I'm going to love you in life as I'm fighting for you too, despite the disrespect that you have frequently shown your own people, when you're when you're allies with people who put money over integrity, then that says everything in the world of Spike. Of Spike in the words of Spike Lee, wake up. So now let's show y'all the receipts. Okay, so then D.L. Hughley came out with receipts. Um, He says, after this, I don't want to hear no more about this. This is in black and white. The only thing blacked out is personal bank info. Pay attention. Headliner. Highest paid artist on the show. Artists to have approval of lineup. Lineup of the show, D.L. Hughley. Closing, receipts, opinions. I got everything that was stated in my contract. Everything, but let's say I didn't, my beef wouldn't be with anyone but the promoter and or my team, and I damn sure wouldn't make it personal. If you have a problem, take it up with management, and by that, I mean yours. Daryl Lynn Hugley. So these were the receipts, the deal demo, excuse me, the deal memo. Here it's showing that he's the one closing. Monique is going before him. Shown some more stuff from the radio station, DL Hughley and Monique pointing to that, and then another deal memo. So then Monique comes back. You know she's like, "I'm not taking this line down." So she says, "At DL, at the real DL Hughley, there were some of you who were fooled by the smoke and mirrors of DL posting his deal memo versus his performance agreement. Here is my performance agreement." Here are the emails, Texas confirming as per usual. I'm going to always keep it real and honest with my people. If you notice, mine has signatures and DLs does not. What type of ironclad agreement doesn't have signatures of the participants involved? Apparently DLs, LOL. <laughs> now you told me to check my management. This is what I came up with. So how did... So how did I do? Perhaps you should have taken your own advice because I'm sure your team would have advised you against trying to pass a deal memo off as a contract to those out there who thought a deal memo was the same as a performance agreement, especially some of the comedians. This is how we're constantly taken advantage of by the business. And just so you know, the promoter already told my team before the show that you didn't have a signed agreement. That's why I'm not surprised that you're using the deal memo. That hold on. That said maybe they lied and actually have the contract. If so, the promoters, the promoters have put themselves in a terrible position to have more legal action taken against them beyond malicious concealment for breaking the contract at the last second. Said Dia, we were people, we the people will be waiting for a signed agreement. So this is the information that Monique provided. As y'all can see here, this whole situation is just a hot damn mess. And then they came back after all this drama, it came back that the dates were incorrect. Let me see if I can find that one. Okay, here it is. And so he says, man, Hicks Media, hold up, that's you. You really shown everyone a contract that you submitted from your own company. I smell bullshit and I wouldn't pick it up and I wouldn't pick it up with the old ass birth certificate paper that it's written on, stop the cat. So, child, it's a hot mess. His deal, let me see here, says March 29th, what a difference the day makes. This one says March 28th and he circled the days. Now, what I'm going to say about this whole situation is, one, the back and forth is insane. But I've also noticed that, you know, when it was Monique and people demanding that D.L., you know, bring receipts and show contracts, everybody was rooting. Where's the receipts? We want to see contracts. Then when he brings receipts, then everybody's like, oh, you're petty. Let it go. Wait, what? Y'all can't demand, uh, you know, receipts. And then when people bring the receipts, now it's you need to let it go. The back and forth with the situation is a mess. It's a straight up mess. And now this morning, DL talked about it on his radio show. And Monique and her husband, they ended up doing an hour live stream. I couldn't get through the whole hour. Um, I took some uh, timestamps that I'm going to play. But to me, it was a lot of like deflecting and, and gaslighting. And I'm not saying that DL is innocent in this because he has done things and said things about Monique throughout the years, you know, but the whole situation is just very messy. So let me go ahead and play you guys what DL had to say on the radio today.
2: So give me just a moment here. This is it. All right. So we're going to hear what DL has to say about the situation.
0: So let me share my screen really quick. He was not playing.
2: Okay.
3: I only work where I want to work and who I want to work for. I want to work with. I don't work, I, I, because
2: that is a very precious place to me. I, I've been offered uh, a gig, uh, a
3: couple of gigs, gigs, uh, three or four gigs uh, uh, to work with in L.A., in Brooklyn, in uh, Houston. And I turned them down because I just, I, I didn't think it would work. Um, so, uh, after talking to a lot of people, uh, and uh, one of the very people in this room about how things are different, uh, two of the very people in this room, as a matter of fact, and how things are different and looking at, you know, how things are coming around. I decided it would be wrong for me not to give somebody a chance based on things that they've never done to me. That would have been wrong to me. And when she talks, if she goes on her diatribe, she talks about me having my feet under her table. That was at her invitation. Uh, I I was doing a gig in Greenbelt, Maryland. She lived in Baltimore. She was having a fight party. It was, uh, I think, Evander Hollandford and Mike Tyson. And sure enough, I came to her table at her invitation. It was a wonderful time. As a matter of fact, it was based on that interaction, along with talking to people, I decided that I would do these gigs. I decided I would do it. And now I know what Tyler Perry knows. I know what Lee Daniels knows. I know what Oprah knows. I know what Steve Harvey knows. I know what Charlamagne Tha God knows. I know what Nick knows. Saying yes to Monique is an occupational hazard. Now, we go to uh, we're playing a gig in uh, Detroit this weekend. Um, I, I, I I know I'm going on at nine
2: forty-five. I leave the hotel. I get there around nine. Monique had just gotten there. She's supposed to be there uh, there at eight forty. She had just gotten there, gone at eight forty. She got there at eight thirty-eight. What Monique was trying to do was to slow off the show. She didn't get end up getting on for 30
3: minutes. The oldest trick in the world is, if I want to change the order and I don't have merit, I'll try to make people wait so long that everybody gets nervous and go, please, just, just go on so we can avoid a conflict. That didn't happen Monique got on stage. Monique actually felt like she had merit. She would have done one of three things. Either she would have took it up with the promoter, and she did, and the promoter said, we're going on, and whether you're going on or not, that's a different thing. You would have not done it but she knew she had to get on stage or she would be a breach of contract or she would come to talk to me she didn't ever and i and I, I emphatically emphasize this she never once talked to me i haven't seen monique in years i didn't see her at the venue before after or during. i haven't spoken or seen monique so if you really thought that you had a, a legitimate contract dispute you would have come to me and said hey i have this contract and you had this contract." Notice not one thing on that contract, not one person she has on that contract, not one thing happened. Do you know why? Because it wasn't legitimate. And she goes on stage and she proceeds to eviscerate me. Not just me, but Steve Harvey, uh, the, the sexual my, my wife, my dog, later on in subsequent conversation. Let me ask you something. What did any of that have to do with an alleged contract dispute? What does Steve Harvey have to do with your contract? What did I have to do with your contract? What did my dog have to do with your contract? What does my wife have to do with your contract? You wrote your contract, you and your daddy. You you proceeded to say things that were so paddling, insulting, that that it it, it was galling. It was galling. You you, you asked in subsequent conversations why I have a dog, a support dog, what kind of person has a support dog? I have that dog because my father died my children and family decided they would get a dog from where he was from and I named the dog after my father I don't have a dog to keep people away from me I have a dog so I have my father with me all the time that is an act of love which you know very little about you proceeded to assault my sexuality you had the temerity to assault someone's sexuality a man's sexuality given who you lay next to none of that had anything to do with alleged contact Trasky you could have taken that up with a lawyer. You would have gotten off, You could have not gotten gone on stage, but you knew you didn't have a valid contract. And you do what you always have done. You try to weaponize black femininity. You try to turn that audience against me. You try to burn everything down. Like you do all the time. Who calls Netflix and thinks I can get $10 million because I be the Queens of comedy? Who thinks you can get on stage and still live off that? I was a king of comedy. You never hear me talking about it. Because in this business, like any other, it isn't what you have done, it's what you do. That that show was one I signed on to do. I made the quintessential mistake, the horrible mistake, that, like Tyler Perry, like Lee Daniels, like Oprah, like all these people are saying yes to you. And it is an occupational hazard. It is my fault. I have learned my lesson. You didn't just, and the thing that bothers me the most isn't the things that you said, because I know who I am and I know what I do. and I have a pristine reputation. And everybody who knows me knows what, I, what, I, what I'm about. It's this whole, my dear, my babies, I love you for real, which is so transparently false, it is ridiculous. But the thing that, that was really the most annoying, the thing that was really the most bothersome, is after a, a, a terrible couple of weeks where people were being slain in Buffalo, where people were being slain, kids against being slain in school, and people had come to a comedy show to get away from all of their problems, you besieged them with yours. The one contract that isn't in dispute is the one that the audience had with us to entertain them. But every single time, more and more, you spend half of your time talking about your grievances and what you didn't get and who did this to you. Listen, when you burn things up and you sit back to watch the results of them, she's literally set that stage on fire. Said the most incendiary things ever and I had to go on stage. Yes, the temerity to call me a coward? A coward would have left. A tyrant would have said, I can't go. You didn't even want to go on when you had a, a contract that you knew that not to be true. You made up this whole narrative that you knew not to be true, and you played that out in front of the audience. And then I had to go on behind you. And you know what you did? You sat back and you tried to watch your damage. You set the stage on fire and you watched what you've done. You know who does that? Arsonists do that. Arsonists set shit on fire and try to see the damage right. But I, I blame myself because I know now what I didn't before. Saying yes to you is an occupational hazard. One I will not repeat. I don't blame you. I wish you well. But when you do the things you do, when everything's about you, when you're vitrioled, when you have all these fights with all of these entities, it is you. Precious was not a movie. Precious was an autobiography. That is who you are, literally. You you're mad at the contract you and daddy, wrote with daddy? And I don't know why you call a man daddy and you pay for him. That's a son. Let's be clear. I'm not angry with you, I'm angry with me. I did what I knew not to be true. But I'm going to tell you something. When you burn and you destroy and you wreck, you are not a queen of comedy, you're a queen of ashes. Now while you, I'm gonna go back to work and you get back to your kingdom of smoke. That's a little note from the GED section got the jazz report coming in 15 minutes.
0: Damn, he went in. <laughs> The chat had me cracking up. You know, for me personally, I have no C&I dog in this fight. The fact that he was going about that dog, I have a service dog because my dad. I don't use the dog to keep people away from me. But he's right, though. What does the dog have to do with any of this? You know, what does the dog have to do with the contract? DL made some good points. I I can't be mad at him. You know, I like DL as a comedian. I don't watch his uh, podcast show. But, you know, as a comedian and stuff, I grew up on DL. I grew up on Monique. DL definitely made some good points, you know, because at the end of the day, that the the main contract that was...
4: Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China. And full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free.
0: were the people who were there to enjoy the show. And she did make it a rant about, you know, the contract and the lineup. See, I had thought when she was up there talking that she had initially had a conversation with DL about the situation. And he was like, no, I'm going on first. And you know, I'm going on last, you're going on before me, I'm the headliner. That's how it came off when she was telling her joke and she was so angry. But then to hear that they never had a conversation. He never talked to her. He didn't even know anything about this. He just seen that, you know, she kind of came in late but he didn't know anything about this. So it's just very, very interesting. You know, the way it came off on stage and then versus what he's saying. But now she has a response to <laughs> her and Zaddy. They both had something to say. Um, let me find it. It was, it's it, like I said, it's like an hour long video. We're not going to watch. The the video's an hour long. The video is sideways. I'm like, come on. If you're going to try and keep people watching for an hour, nobody wants to watch you like this. Like, there's no reason they couldn't have turned the camera the proper way. But I took some timestamps of what I felt, you know, kind of made my ears perk up. But yeah, this is a long. It wasn't as comical as DL's. DL's made me laugh. So let me go ahead and share this with y'all. We gotta show both sides of the argument here. So this is their video. It's not even professional, it's sideways. <laughs> it's sideways. <laughs>
1: If you watch the video of what I said, if you watch that video, I didn't say anything insulting in reference to that man's family, nor his beautiful wife. What I said was, is I feel sorry for your family. I feel sorry for your wife. Now the other part that I said, y'all know what it was and I'm gonna leave it on the stage. But, But to be specific, without being
5: specific, you essentially said, I feel sorry for your wife having to perform a sexual act on a coward. How that. do you perform a sexual act on a coward? There is nothing that was said about your
1: wife, nothing, your family. nothing. It was directed specifically to you. So let me be clear again for all the shade droppers, tea spillers.
0: Child, and then the video freezes. This was the most ghetto stream. And we
1: had to protect her. And then Dio says, Yeah, man, you was just trying to protect her. And then Steve says, Yeah, man. Well, let me ask this question. When did they get into the black woman protection business? Mm -hmm. So that's why I said Steve Harvey that night. So that night, D.L., what you got back was the medicine that you've dished out to our community for so long through the years, and I want to address what you're trying to make the show out to be. Detroit, I want to say thank you for that amazing night, because it was amazing. And when D.L. says the people left disheartened and disappointed, and they were ashamed and embarrassed, well, let's address that, because I think it's only fair.
0: All right, let me get to the next part, child. I got another time stamp.
5: As it is trying to victimize you. It is your best bet to drag them out into the public end so they can take accountability for what it is that they've done. And that's what she did that
1: night. And please, my babies, do your own homework, pull it up for yourself. And then ask yourself, how many times am I going to get cooked? How many times is people going to just start messing with people that's not messing with them? So, again, what happened Saturday night? I'm going to say it again. D.L. Hughley was going to get his ass handed to him. Because once y'all go back all through the interviews, I'm going to be shocked. I will be shocked if y'all say, Mo, I'm surprised you didn't get this Brother, a lot sooner because it went on for years
5: and when brother DL says Monique does what a lot of women do and that's weaponized feminism no what, what a lot of women do is they get mistreated because they're feminine because they happen to be women so when a woman takes the course of facing opposition head on. She's a bitch. She don't know what she's doing. She's being disrespectful. I mean, what's the name of the book, Brother Steve Harvey wrote?
1: What was it called? Act like a lady, but think like a man.
0: What? Child, let me come back on the screen. Get off my, with that sideways-ass video. This is my issue. I felt like it was a lot of gaslighting coming from their end now has DL said things about Monique over the years his opinions on like her with the Netflix deal um precious he's definitely said some things about her I really think now she ready what she said at 19 minutes and 30 seconds kind of told me what I needed to know she said that she went there to hand DL his ass basically meaning that she went in there with the intentions of clowning him and going in on him the way he had been going in on her, you know, randomly on radio shows and things like that. But my thing is that has nothing to do with the contract. To me, you were just going to go in on him regardless of what it was. So was the contract even really the issue? Was it really the fact that he was the headliner and you were not because now from what you and Zaddy are saying, you was going to roast him and going on at him anyways, because of things that he had said to you in the past. To me, that's silly because again, Monique, you have fought the industry for so long for equal pay and you wanted everybody to stand behind you. And for a while, people backed up off of you because you were considered messy. You were leaking phone calls. You was calling out Oprah and and Tyler and all this stuff. So a lot of people backed up off of Monique, right? And so she was stuck, you know, doing YouTube videos like everybody else. And so now the industry is starting to embrace her again because of 50 Cent. And then, you know, Lee Daniels is going to be working with her on some stuff. I really think that as a smart businesswoman... You know what I'm saying? Because Monique is very smart, very talented. She's one of my favorite female comedians, to be honest with you. I really enjoy Monique. But I think what she should have done instead of coming onto that stage with a a chip on her shoulder about shit that he done said in the past, obviously, if he's allowing you to come, because this was a show that he was putting together with this radio station, if he is asking you to be there, he wants you there. So that, in a way, is somewhat trying to bury the hatchet it would have left a better impression had she come out there and just killed the show. And it wasn't about going in on a fellow comedian. Because now what this is doing is that, once again, it's causing a divide in the comedy world. You got Ricky Smiley out here. I thought he's about to break down crying. He's stuck in the middle. He loves both D.L. Hughley and Monique. Just like the whole Will Smith thing and, and Chris Rock. You know, that caused a huge divide where people were really, really torn. Nobody wants to see this. All y'all, DL talks all this pro-black stuff. Monique talks all this my babies, my black babies, my black queen stuff. But none of the stuff that y'all are doing with the back and forth and the pulling of receipts. And I get it. DL's trying to defend themselves. So I can't be mad at that. Because if somebody's saying, bring your contract, pull your receipts, and then I bring my damn receipts, y'all then can't say, oh, you doing too much. Well, hold up. She told me to bring my receipts. So now that I bring them, I'm doing too much? You know, that's the hypocrisy of the internet. Because when a female brings receipts, says, yes, queen, yes, <laughs> we keep receipts, bitch. But when a man's like, okay, let me go through my briefcase and pull out my contract. This nigga doing too much. He all's trying to bring receipts and win. Anyway, it's like, hold up. But she told him to bring the receipts and he brought them. Now y'all are mad? It doesn't make any sense. Man keep receipts too. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, so... I just feel like since both of them are pro-black and they're for the black community, it's not a good look. You know, I want them to both bury the hatchet. I just think, you know, with Monique in this situation, like I said, when I first saw the comedy show, the way she was going off. Let me let me because she's saying that it wasn't that bad and she wasn't disrespecting his wife. She didn't say anything wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm bugging, but this didn't come off like a friendly roast. And y'all didn't, and you know, I can't show y'all the video where she's on stage. She's walking back and forth. She's angry. You can tell she has like a lot on her chest that she wants to get off. But again, what does this have to do with the contract? But I think, you know, some of the stuff that she said, if she has not had a conversation with him, I get why he feels away. I get why his wife is mad. Like you're, she was saying a lot of like really foul stuff on that stage to somebody who did not know that they were even mad at them like that you know and like he said he still had to come out because I remember one of the tea sippers she was there at the show and I said well did he come out did he leave and she was like no he still went up there and performed so he still maintained his professionalism and still performed after his fellow comedian basically dragged him for the field so let me just play y'all a snippet of some of the stuff that she said because I'm, I'm confused as to why she's acting like well it's not a big deal it was just all jokes. He's taking it personal. It didn't sound like that to me.
1: Oh, wasn't. You can Google it right now. I wasn't what I wasn't worth. All of this bullshit. And nigga, you put your feet under my motherfucking table So you can't come to my home, nigga. And you put your feet under my motherfucking table. I don't get down like that, goddammit. You got a bitch wrong. You talking about young girls and covering names, nigga. Your name is D-Mail. What the fuck does this stand for? <laughs> hey. How far are you bending over, nigga, on the D-Mail? the wrong one?
2: It's my family, nigga. I'm home, nigga.
1: in
0: Yeah, you can't tell me that that wasn't personal. She's trying to play it off now in kind of low-key gas, like it was jokes, it wasn't. Personal, and I was just, you know, there's no reason for his wife to be offended. Well, if he's married, I'm gonna definitely feel away if you're insinuating that that's what my husband's name stands for and that he's on the DL and he's spreading it wide open and everything else. But again, she said that he had also disrespected her husband by insinuating and asking him, would he sleep with Lee Daniels versus somebody else? You know, I think she went on there upset about a lot of things that were said in the past. But again, what this ends up doing, it makes her look foolish almost. Because you you went on there, you went in, you had jokes, but now you're kind of backtracking, like, oh, the jokes weren't that bad. He's taking it too personal. Oh, I really didn't talk about the dog. Well, you talked about the dog in the chat. You know, the this damn service dog. that dog must mean a lot because he went on the ramp for a good two minutes about that damn dog. You know, I just feel like it would have just been a better look if this was Monique's big comeback. Because now what it is is. See, this is proof she's problematic. See, black women are always angry. It just feeds more into that. And it's like, we all want Monique to win. Like, I know I do. We all want Monique to win. But now that more information is coming out, it just looks kind of shady. Because again, the way she made it sound initially was like they were backstage arguing. Like, I'm the headliner. No, I'm the headliner. Bitch, move, I'm the headliner. And that wasn't even what happened. She even admitted that, no, they didn't have a conversation and that she was going to bust his ass regardless. Once she already made a decision in her mind because of things that he had said about her in the past that she was just going to go in. You know, so then don't use that as an excuse because even people are saying, well, well, did the promoter promise her one thing and and promise DL one thing? Maybe the promoter is playing the both of them. And at first I thought that too, like, okay, well, maybe this is the promoter's fault. And why are no conversations being had with the promoter? If I'm the person running the event and I'm telling you that you're scheduled to be on my stage at one o'clock, but then I promised this other person the 1, o'clock, the one o'clock slot and y'all get there at the same time, I don't expect y'all to start fighting and, and throwing hands. Y'all are going to be coming at me because I'm the one who booked you guys. So I never understood why there was no smoke for the promoter, but everything was, you know, all the smoke was in DL's comment section from her. You know, which was strange. But now that she said that out her own mouth, that she was already going to check him regardless. So that leads me to believe that this was not about the contract. This was not necessarily about being a headliner or not being a headliner. You already had personal issues with DL, and you were going to air them out right there on the stage. So I don't know, man. <laughs> the The whole thing is insane. It's insane. I will probably do a green room about this because I definitely want to hear from y'all and what y'all think. So I'll probably do a green room show about this um, either tomorrow or the day after um, because a lot of people are weighing in. Like, you know, is it her ego? Is it his ego? And like I said, DL has said problematic stuff in the past. So I'm not excusing that at all. But I'm just talking about this specific situation, you know, where she blasted him and and said that he took her, you know, headliner spot and then demanded to see contracts and receipts. And then when he brings the receipts, oh, it's not good enough. Oh, you know, people always want to bring receipts. Well, that's what y'all asked for. (laughs) It's it's very comical how social media is so wishy-washy. There were so many people, yeah, we we want to see receipts, receipts. And then he literally brings the receipts, because remember the first set of receipts weren't good enough. Oh, these screenshots mean nothing. We want to see contracts. Then he brings them, and now that's an issue. It's like you can't win. I don't, I just, I just find the whole thing. I don't think that live stream helped. And then, you know, Zaddy was chiming in every five minutes. I just don't think that live stream helped. First of all, it was sideways. I don't like watching stuff like this. It makes my neck hurt, okay? And then second of all, with him piping in, you obviously have issues with DL as well. So maybe he should do his own stream and just come, you know, at DL man-to-man. But all the same time she says something, yeah, because, you know, he's trying to say that feminism and, OK, Um, because I was just hurting. The- yeah, because, you know, he should. It's like, dang, can she talk? Like, OK, it's the-, it's the cheerleading for me. I can't. Uh, let's see here. Uh, got a bunch of comments. Uh, <laughs> Deja Vu sent 4 99 She says, Monique is not professional. This is something that you manage behind the scenes with lawyers. This has nothing to do with her people. It is about her. Yes, I definitely agree with that because, again, a contract is a legal binding entity. So, if something is written in your contract and it is not fulfilled, one thing you never want the audience to know that there's chaos going on behind the scenes. Okay. People are not, you know, traveling, spending their time and money to be worried about contracts, who's going first, who's not going. As a consumer, I don't give a shit. As long as I pay. My money and all four comedians come out and make me laugh. I don't care if Tony Rock goes first, Bruce Bruce goes second, Gary Owens goes third. I don't care. It it doesn't behoove me. You know what I'm saying? So if that was really an issue with her, that is something that you take up with legal, you know? But the fact that it was taken up on stage like that was just, it was very, very interesting. So now it it almost makes his whole occupational hazard situation when he was saying makes sense like she came in late and she wanted to cause chaos so that way they'd be forced to let her be the headliner and go on last you know so and maybe that's why she wanted to go on last because think about this if she'd have been able to go on last and she knew she was going to drag him she's basically going to be the one to drop the mic because then the show's over he already went on so now if i drag him for the filth you know, say everything to DL that I want to say, get it all off my chest. There's no rebuttal that DL can say because he already went on before me. I'm just saying, could that have been the possibility? Let me show out, create a bunch of chaos. So that way it can be like, fine, DL, just go first. You know, just let her go last. And the promoters were like, no, you're not going last. You're not the headliner, DL's going last. So she was like, well, fuck it. Let me just go up here and just do what I was going to do anyways. Because to me, that would make the most sense, Depend, you know, if you go out for what DL is describing about how she came late and she just was making a big deal of stuff, but wasn't telling him anything. It's like she was trying to, you know what I'm saying, she was trying to cause chaos during the show so that way they could make her go last. Because I think that might have been her intentions, like, let me go last so I can blast this dude, drag him, and then there's no rebuttal. Because doesn't it look strange for her to have drugged him for like 10 minutes only for him to come out? if anything that makes him look like a like a G like damn she drugged the hell out of you called you Dia, went in on your wife, talked about your damn service dog and here you go waltzing out out here and you're still being professional and telling your jokes I'm just saying the whole thing's a mess um let's see here Mona me says I'm crying at Monique dragging the support dog he ain't even do nothing. <laughs> Yeah, that whole dog situation was funny. You could tell that dog. DL was heard about that dog situation. (laughs) All I seen was dog (laughs) emoji. Let's see here. Miss Jason 10 says, Monique's husband, her zaddy, being her manager, seems to be the problem. I don't know. People have been saying that for a while. I don't think there's anything wrong with having your significant other or your spouse, you know, manage your affairs. But it just seems to always be something. So I don't know, but either this whole story is made up and it doesn't make any sense or the promoter was paying, you know, was playing both of them. Or this was just some type of plan to, you know, go viral and get attention because I, it just doesn't make sense that, you know, that that it would be such a big error. And I know from what Ricky Smiley was saying, usually something like that happens anyways. They just talk as comics. Like, hey, I know you're supposed to be the headliner and go on last, but, you know, can I go on last? I got to, you know, whatever. I got other obligations I want to go on first. I want to get up out of here early. So it's just very strange that if that was the situation, there should have been conversations had. I think it would have been a lot better had she just talked to him like, hey, I was supposed to be the headliner what's going on, but she's saying that the people told her that DL was like, I'm not doing the show. If I'm not the headliner, she's going to be the headliner that I'm not doing the show. But all of this is planned in advance. So if that was the issue. Why would they tell Monique that that night? It just, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Dorian Brooks ten says all this artificial vocabulary. These celebs are hilarious. Um, empathetically emphasized. Baby, you just used the same thing twice. <laughs> what was that supposed to What was that supposed to do? Stop, make you sound smart. I don't know that, and then all the words that Dio was saying was funny as well. So thank you, Dorian. Uh, Gloria says, "Hey T, just want to stop by and say hi. On my birthday, I'm turning 19. Sending love from Detroit. Happy birthday, Gloria. Thank you for coming through." Um, Andrea B says, "She reminds me of my aunt. Rude but calm to make you feel like she's right." and get you really upset i'll catch parts i'll catch the parts that i miss much love thank you andrea um mocha says monique should have given the crowd what they paid for a comedy show she should have addressed the contract issues afterwards that would have proven she was professional and can handle any situation yes I agree. Now that more information's coming out and it wasn't a situation where they got into it, because the way she came out, she was angry. I felt like she was upset. And the way she was pacing back and forth, if you watch the video, I thought they had just had like some big blowout backstage. And then to find out that that didn't happen is just strange. It's it's very strange. Beast Lee says, looking good as usual, Queen, just showing love. Thank you so much, Beast. Thanks for coming through um aaron j says monique comes off as very mean-spirited i find it uneasy to watch her and her husband their dynamic comes off as fraudulent a lot of times love you thank you so much aaron thanks for coming through love um brooklyn kennedy says you make a valid point keeping it a buck with receipts thank you brooklyn kennedy appreciate you yeah i mean that's the thing like it has to go both ways, you know for for men and women, but I just noticed that when he bought receipts, the energy was different. It was like, oh, here you go, bring receipts to shit, who'll be keeping all them receipts and it's like, but he was asked to bring receipts, and now y'all are mad, but like I said when people tell you know me, I keep receipts, and when I bring receipts the 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 energy's different it's yes, T, keeps the receipts, honey, but if a man brings receipts, it's boo. Oh, feminine ass, keeping all the receipts and shit. Like, wait, what? (laughs) I just noticed the difference in the shade room. When it was him bringing receipts, it was all this, you know, booing and tomatoes and everything else. I'm like, but that's proof. Why y'all mad? But then when she bought her set receipts, it was yes, queen, (laughs) yes. Social media is a trip. I swear, social media is so funny. Uh, (laughs) Let's see here. Um, Black Ice says Mo knows that. (laughs) He says Mo knows that backlash is coming. I agree. I think that is why her and Zaddy ran to do that live stream (laughs) on that sideways camera. They didn't even realize that the camera was sideways. That's how fast they want to get something up. Because the the backlash is going to be swift, especially being the way that DL handled it. He's calm. He explained the situation. His situation makes sense. And then, like I said in the stream, it just didn't help that she said that she was going to go in on him regardless of the situation. So that's my thing. Why even go on the comedy tour with him? You know, because I think before she, should, before she signed up for that tour, she should have had a conversation with him. Like, look, I'm hurt. You know, I'm upset by the things that you said to me, how you treated my husband and me when we came on your show. I think those are conversations that should have been had with DL. And I think that being that they're both from the same background, you know, comedy world, they could have sat down and, and spoke. Because Monique is a type, she's willing to sit down and speak with people. I've seen her do videos with YouTubers. You know what I'm saying? So she is willing to sit down and speak with people. So why not be willing to sit down and let Dio know how he hurt you? It's like, everybody wants to talk all this mush mouth healing and peace and love and my babies. But then when it comes to actually doing the healing and, and, and the peace work, Everybody speaks French. All of a sudden, me no English, me no no nothing. No, you if you're gonna talk about peace and harmony and black love and black pride, then you gotta exemplify that. You gotta do that. And there's nothing wrong with having a conversation. Why even work with somebody if you know deep down inside you have this issue or vendetta you feel some type of way? Why waste your energy? You know, I just don't think this was a good look, you know, unfortunately. Just my opinion. Somebody said we we. Yes, we we. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, English don't work. We can't have no conversation. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Brooklyn Kennedy, sent another two, says she's giving them ammo to use against her. Just perform, yeah. You know, just like Will Smith. He thought, you know, that slap. Remember he walked back like Will Park? You know what I'm saying? Nuts hanging and shit, walking back after he slapped Chris Rock. All them comedians have been doing is roasting Will and and going in on him. Like, nah, that, that ain't cool. Like, Earthquake, he did a really good interview with Shannon Sharp, and he talked about that situation. All they did was really give comedians and people fuel for fodder. You know, so sometimes you got to think, like, dang, if I do this or say this, how, and, you know, how are people going to react? How is it going to make me look? And granted, should you really care that much about what people think? In a way, no. But in a situation like this, yes, especially when you're trying to get back in the limelight. Monique clearly wants to be back on stage, doing comedy, back on tour. That is her first love. So if that's what you want to do, who was going to want to work with you now in the comedy world because of what you did to DL? Y'all know it's a damn secret brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a whole clique. So it's like you mess with one, you mess with them all. I mean, you seen when Dave Chappelle got attacked and Chris Rock jumped on the mic and was like, was it Will Smith? And everybody broke out laughing. It's like you're giving them fuel for fodder. So I agree with that. I'm CJ Thompson. Oh, hold on. It disappeared. Uh, Little Eye says, Congratulations on your upcoming live show. I wish I could join, but I had surgery this Friday. You deserve all your followers. Shout out to my cousin whose birthday is today, recovering from C19. Hit the like button, y'all. Yes, please hit the like button. We got over 9,000 people in here. Thank you, little eyed, for the super chat and good luck on your surgery Friday. I hope everything works out for you. So thank you so much, love. Um, Felicia sent the super sticker. Thank you, Felicia. Latino Boy says, listen, I laughed my mother effing ass off when she went off on DL. If you talking shit to me, I don't care how long ago it was. I'm verbally violating you. Love you, Auntie Mo. Yeah, I mean, I get that. But again, so you just verbally violated somebody. You messed up how many bags. See, again, you can't react emotional. You've, you can verbally violate that person on a different platform. Hell, go to his radio show and verbally violate him and go back and forth with him. She did it with Charlemagne. But I don't think that was the right venue. Again, we got to understand emotional self-control. And you got to understand that certain actions will make you lose out on all types of bags. Because she's not going to have, I'm not saying that nobody's going to invite her. She's never going to do another comedy show. I'm not saying that. But it's going to limit. You know what I'm saying? It's going to limit it. Whereas if she just went out there and cracked jokes and made people laugh and it went viral, like, look, Mo's back. You know, she had the crowd, you know, jumping. She was talking about some real good topics. That would have been a better look.
2: It just, it really would have been. But yeah, I just think that, you know, at the end of the day,
0: it would have been better if she, like, just got all her grievances out to him. You know, so many times people be scared to talk to people face to face. If that is who you have the issue with, if that is who is hurting you, that is who you need to deal with. It ain't our business. We out here just trying to, you know what I'm saying, live our life and, you know, enjoy Memorial Day weekend. We wasn't expecting this whole rant we're here for. We're going to sit tea. But it has nothing to do with the audience. <laughs> it has to do with DL. So it's like you want to take up whatever issues you have with that person. That's the only way to get it resolved. Some people walk around with, like, you know, baggage and anger and animosity. And the person that literally you're mad at or you feel a way about, they don't even know that you're mad and angry. They're sleeping very well at night. While you up mad, your chest hurt, you know what I'm saying? And they don't even know that they wronged you in some type of way. So we got to kind of change that mentality. If somebody has hurt you and you're upset about it, talk to them, let them know that what you did was not okay. And this is why I feel that way. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to just every time you see them, it's all this bad energy and you all tensing up and leading to the side and stuff. And meanwhile, they're walking around, shaking their ass and twerking and having fun. They're not worried about you because they don't even know that you are mad. So again, we got to talk this stuff out and get it off your chest because stress animosity and anger that is the quickest way to the damn graveyard for real so we we got to be able to talk about this stuff but thank you latino appreciate you love um let's see here ronald harvey hey ronald he says if dia was talking down on monique all these years and you knew he never messed with you like that why would you ever do anything with that person? Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It just it, It's coming out kind of calculated. Because if y'all were this hurt, if Zaddy was as hurt as he's proclaiming to be on that live stream, then why even work with DL? You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Like, for me personally, our money's not good money. There are certain people you would never see me work with them or even fucking acknowledge them. I don't give a shit. If I don't fuck, y'all don't fuck with you. Our money's not good money. So that's why I got a question that, well, why even be on his tour? I don't care if you're the headliner. If you're the the, the sideliner, if you're, you know, in the back of the line, I don't care. If I don't rock with that person, you will never see me and that person in the same room, venue, none of that. So that's the part that doesn't make any sense. Why even sign on? If there was all this anger and hurt and animosity, why even go through with it? So it just comes off a little bit calculating to me. You know what I'm saying?
2: I, I'm just keeping it real, y'all. I'm just keeping it real. Um, Let's see here. Kamira
0: Jones says, love you to pieces, T. You always make me laugh no matter what mood I'm in. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining me this evening. Appreciate you. Uh, Cheese B says, Boots from Flavor Love called Monique out in an interview. Oh, please post that link. You know Boots. Let me see if I can find it. Was it a recent interview? Was this from like years ago? Because I remember Monique went in on them i them flavor of love girls back in the day. That's probably what it was. It's probably why she was in her feelings. Because Monique used to host the flavor of love reunions or the charm school, it's charm school. And she used to host the show and the reunion. So maybe that's what she was talking about. And I remember that. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, Risky33 says, I hope Monique and the 50 situation works out because if she pisses him off, it's a wrap. 50 is petty as hell and doesn't let anything go. Mm, that part. Yeah, you know, right now it's all this lovey-dovey shit with 50 Cent, but do him wrong or do him foul, he's going to call it out. That is one person you don't want to mess with when it comes to business. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, uh, Dami Lu says, hey, T, just sending love and good energy. Hope I can make it to your next show. I know it's going to be dope, but I am the only one tired of some of these celebs. It's always something, LOL. It definitely is. And thank you so much. And, you know, maybe next time. I appreciate the support. Thanks for coming through. Um, Neighborhood Guide says it's called staying on code. Black women never on code like black men. Right or wrong, black men will never be off code with black men. Interesting. I think I agree with you when you say it's about staying on code. Because like I said to the other young man, It's also about having emotional self-control. You can go at somebody, but there's a time and place for everything. And I don't think that was the time.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
0: Place in front of that crowd of people, especially when y'all didn't just have an argument backstage, you know. So, um, but as far as like black men constantly and only being on code, maybe in certain situations, but there's also situations you can point out where black men are not on code. Just like you can point out situations where black women are on code and certain situations where black women are not on code. You know, I think it depends on the individual and your mentality, because you can find good and bad code and on code and off code in every situation. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Let's see here. Double edged sword says, hey, T, weird how Monique always talks about black men protecting black women, but her (laughs) Zetty never seemed to protect her. He makes her more chaotic and gaslights her. I'm just saying, hit the like, y'all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't try. I don't know. I just wasn't here for that sideways stream. That's how you know they were rushing to get something out because the camera wasn't even facing the right way. I'm like, really? Really? Not the sideways stream. So now let me see how long... Uh, oh shit, I've been on here already an hour. Time be flying. Oh my, it's already almost an hour. Okay, we got other stories to get on to. Um, but shout out to Monique. So now I want to talk about the Jada Pinkett situation. So Jada's out here and she's talking about alopecia. She also talked about the slap her around the world concerning Will Smith. And so a lot of people were talking about this today on social media. Now, I have my thoughts on the move that Jada has been making lately, but let me go ahead and play you guys the video of Miss Pinkett Smith.
2: Okay. I found it.
0: So let me go ahead and share my screen. Give me just a second here. Okay. So, Ms. Jada is discussing the Oscar slap, and she's also talking about alopecia. And there was a young girl who ended up being bullied behind her alopecia, and she ended up um, committing the the S word. You know, we can't say that word. I'm just going to play a snippet. This is a really important red table talk on alopecia. Considering what I've been through with my own health and what happened at the Oscars, thousands have reached out to me with their stories. I'm using this moment to give our
2: alopecia family an opportunity to talk about what it's like to have this condition and to inform people about what alopecia actually is. Now about Oscar night, my
4: deepest hope is that these two intelligent, capable men have an opportunity to heal, talk this out, and reconcile. The state of the world today, we need them both. And we all actually need one another more than ever. Until
0: then, Will and I are continuing to do what we have done for the last 28 years and let's keep figuring out this thing called life together. Thank you for listening. Ciao. I'm come back on the screen. Not the Prince quote. This thing called life. You know, whatever Jada. Um, It's funny now, it's, you know, they're healing and they're gonna walk through this thing called life. But, you know, during the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, he was Will Pock and she was laughing. So, I, you know, I don't think it was fully addressed to my liking. Um, I feel like, no, we, we need y'all to come to the Red Table Talk. Now, what I've noticed since the Table Talk has been back, and I, I didn't want to say anything prior, I felt like even their comeback, they're using a lot of, like, sad moments to either deflect or because it's so sad, nobody can criticize them about the Oscars because this is like the third episode that's just been very, very sad. Now, when they first came back after the slap heard around the world, when they first came back, they were talking about um, the young um, Miss USA, uh, Chesley Crust, the one that had uh, killed herself. The S word, sorry. And so she had did a red table talk with the mother and the stepfather.
2: Oh, I know this ain't frozen. Um, play a snippet.
0: jumped to her from her floor balcony. For the first time, we're hearing from Chesley's mom, April Simpkins. Welcome.
1: You don't think you're so. Thank you.:
0: Okay, so this was when they first came back after the slap, Okay. this was a month ago. So I thought that was a very interesting choice to come back to the Red Table Talk to talk about Chesley's situation. But I said, okay, all right, you know, cool. And then the next one was the Michael K. Williams. And I just thought this was just, in, like, why another sad story, you know? So this one was like a whole fentanyl situation and she talked to the nephew of Michael K. Williams. September Collapsed, and ingested heroin. He did not know was laced with a deadly amount of fentanyl. Just weeks ago, four men were arrested and charged in Michael's death. Michael's nephew Dominic was the one who discovered his body.
2: He's telling his story for the first time.
0: All right, let me go ahead and come back on the screen. I don't know. I just, you know, like I said, I try to get the (laughs) benefit of the doubt. it's not funny, but it's funny. Not the deaths or nothing like that. Don't don't get me wrong. But um, I'm just laughing at the situation because I'm just like I try to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, so you're gonna come back to the red table talk, not address the whole slap situation. We're just gonna talk about Chesley. All right, cool. And then the next topic was Michael K. Williams and the whole fentanyl thing, and you know people dying from fentanyl. I'm like, well, this is another sad you know, situation. And then now this third situation is about alopecia, which is tied to the Oscar slap. And the little girl who suffered from alopecia ended up, you know, committing the S word at like age 12, which is extremely sad. You know, I I don't know. I just felt like it's just very weird that she's using these, you know, topics. It's almost like let's focus on these sad topics and forget about everything that went down, you know, a month ago at the Oscars. That's how I feel. Um, I, I just don't know. I feel like does she need to address the Oscar slap? I guess at this point, most of us, we don't care. We've moved on. But being that she's bringing it up again for this episode, I think people wanted more. They just didn't want a quick blip like, oh, we need both of these brothers. We need healing. OK. And what else? <laughs> I mean, like, no, we, we, we want to find and where is Will? Is he OK? Is he still in treatment? Last I heard, he was out overseas somewhere in some type of, you know, anger management treatment. And it's kind of sad because, like I said, up until now, Will has never really been involved in any type of drama or controversy. You know, I mean, in the whole 30 years he's been in the industry, he's never really been involved in any. So I I think the whole situation is crazy. Do I think that Will can bounce back from this? I think eventually Will will come back. If Monique can come back, Will Smith can come back. Let's, Let's keep that real. You know, even Monique was given grace and allowed to come back and do comedy. So I think Will Smith can come back. But I just think that, you know, maybe Jada needs to lay low a little bit, you know, um, or just find like either different topics or because before the slap, it was always, oh, you know, I'm going through some things with my teenage daughter or sexuality or I got a vaginal rejuvenation. It was always like, you know, lighthearted, fun topics. I mean, except for when it came to Will Smith. You know, anything dealing with him was, you know, oh, you know, I had a side dude, August Alsina, you know, them topics. But usually it was like more fun, lighthearted stuff. So like these last topics have been like very, very heavy. And to me, it's almost, I feel like it's just kind of being used to like, oh, let's focus on these super heavy topics that are sad and, you know, that, that tug at the heartstrings so we can forget about the slap. I don't know, that's, that's just how I feel. You know, because, again, even the entanglement situation, it was lighthearted. I mean, it was a serious situation. You could tell Will Smith wanted to break down. Remember, his eyes were all teary and shit. He looked like he was having a hard time swallowing. (laughs) Will Smith looked really uncomfortable, but she seemed to be having a good time. We got into an entanglement an entanglement, an entanglement, an entanglement with August. You know what I mean? Like, this ain't the same energy. I don't like this. I like this is like a sad, depressing red table. Like, damn, we had more fun during the entanglement. You know, this these last few red tables have been depressing as hell. I don't know. That's just my opinion. <laughs> right. It's like you don't even want to say I'm going to leave Will now because everything's so sad. Before we are like, I'm going to leave, Will. I mean, you can't even do it to these topics. Come on, Jada, find some more lighthearted topics. Okay, ma'am. Damn, red table starting to sound like the, you know, just, I don't know, the black table in a minute, just damn, just everything just dark. (laughs) Remember at the end, they were like, bad marriage for life. I'm like, these two are clowns, Really? I'm, it's like I don't understand. Like even with the whole cheating thing, it was lighthearted for her and ah, ha, ha, and bad marriage for life. And you know now everything's all serious. Oh, me and Will are gonna keep traveling this thing called life. The end. <laughs> Gotta love the Smiths, honey. um Let's see here. Little Eye says, "Most Black King Zaddy, honey." <laughs> Y'all gonna stop going in, on Sadie. <laughs> um, let's see, uh, Ethan Williams says, hey T, I wanna tell you that I absolutely love your content. I've been watching you since 2017 and I always finish a video of yours learning something. You're such an inspiration, keep doing what you do. i am a leave Will, I'ma leave Will, I'ma I'm a, I'm a leave Will. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Ian. Thanks for coming through. Ehan, I'm sorry, I thought it was a T. Ehan, thank you so much. Appreciate you, love. Um, Michael says, shout out to the ladies. Shout out to the moderators. Hey, lovely. Hey, Michael. Thank you so much. Appreciate you for coming through. Um, Brooklyn Kennedy sent me all his little coins. How you doing, Brooklyn? He says, Jada better get the heck out of here with that nonsense. Who do she think she's fooling? She got the term. What is it? The termity? To compare herself to a child, child, please. Yeah, I just think at this point people are tired of Jada's antics. I just think that's what it is. I think you know we need a break. Either come with some regular show topics, you know, lighthearted. Remember when the Kardashians disowned Jordan Woods? You know, Jada brought out the red tabletop. We got to talk to Jordan. I need those type of shows to come back. All this depressing stuff, I, you know, it's it's too much. And then you could have talked about alopecia without talking about this 12 year old girl, you know, committing the S word. You know, I just felt like I didn't like that. It's like you went from one extreme to another extreme to tie into your situation as if, and I don't even know anybody, did anybody ever bully Jada for her hair? Like I've never, like even before this situation, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about her hair. Most people didn't even know she had alopecia. We just assumed that she wanted to shave her hair. Like Jada has a type of head where it looks good on her. She has a very pretty face. She don't got no big watermelon head. So we're not thinking anything when she shaved it off. We're like, okay, that's just the next, you know, the evolution of Jada. She's always worn her hair short for the most part. So I I don't understand. Like I can see she had a big water jug head. Now that since she shaved her head and everybody was clowning her. Like, I don't remember one bad comment about her hair. So I don't know. I don't remember seeing it. I just thought that she just looked really pretty with her head shaved like that. Cause it reminded me kind of like when she had the blonde from the Low Down Dirty Shame days, how it was really short and blonde and even Jason's lyric. So Jada has always looked good with short hair. So I don't know. I just felt like it was just like one extreme to another. Like there's people who really deal with alopecia and especially kids, of course, they get picked on and things like that. And it was really sad to hear what happened to that young girl. But I also felt like they went to the extreme. You know, I think maybe she should have also just brought on people who just had regular stories about alopecia and maybe talked about it from a medical perspective, you know, where people understand that this can happen to anybody, maybe some signs to look out for, um, you know, make it where it's more normalized so it's not a big deal. I just felt like it was just a very extreme, in my personal opinion. Somebody said what they say." Jada allegedly has a low, a low P should, I don't know what the, um. Oh. oh, oh, you just, you spelled alopecia weird. Okay. What about bald men? I just assume that most bald men just want to be bald. Like, you know, like a Michael Jordan. Like he don't, I don't think he had alopecia. I just assume like if most guys are bald, it's either like they were thin, you know, they had receding hair, thinning hair, and they just chose to shave it off. I think, like, I'm not saying all women, but I think a lot of women find bald men sexy. Now, it depends on your age. Let me keep that real. <laughs> okay. I don't think anybody's jocking a, a bald 22 year old man. But if you're like in your 40s and you're bald, people tend to think, like, you know, that, oh, okay, that's sexy, you know, bald older man. So I guess, I guess I can see where that could hurt. Like, if it's a younger boy and he's bald. I can see that. But they got men weaves though. So y'all can always, you know what I'm saying? They got the men weaves. Just don't jump in the pool. You know, d- you know, dango splash your feet in the water. Just don't, you know, dive in head first, cause all that shit go, all that Beijing gonna just fall off. So, you know, just be mindful. But um, yeah, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with bald guys, but I think that most people find bald guys more attractive if they're older, you know, than as than opposed to like I I don't even know like any like young guys in like their early to mid 20s that are bald so i don't know i'm just saying yeah she can have weaves there's men weaves see look at that auntie chase says she loves a bald man so yeah there's women out there who love bald men there's nothing wrong with that now y'all did clown Tory lanes though let's keep that real y'all went in on Tory lanes y'all talked about that boss by the top he said now didn't Tory lane say he had alopecia and nobody gave a damn am i wrong do I, okay, because I remember, didn't he come out later on? Y'all, y'all roasted him, y'all clowned that man. And then he was like, hey, you guys, I have alopecia. And the internet gave no fucks. <laughs> Put a teacup, if y'all remember him. Did he say that he had alopecia? Yep, they clown LeBron. That is true. They did clown LeBron. Okay, he did. I remember that. He was like, hey, it's not funny. I have alopecia. And no one cared. They're like. You're still 5'4 or 4'11. We don't care. You know, so it is, I guess it is a bit different when it's men. They don't get that same grace, unfortunately. You know, when it's Jada, it's, you know, there was all types of grace for her. When Tori came out and said he had alopecia, nobody cared. But then it might be because Tori allegedly shot Megan. So that might that might have played, you know what I'm saying, a part of why no one cared. So I don't know.
2: I just find the whole situation crazy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Blocky Anna's (laughs) boyfriend
0: said August Alcina's album is called This Thing Called Life, sending hints that she misses the good old Amelie Will bounces. Chop by Tomato. T is the Discord open. You're lying. Are you serious? August got an album called This Thing Called
2: Life, and Jada just said that. Why? Let me Google this. Because I don't report lies, child. Let me Google this. August. Oh, hell no. Do y'all see this wretchedness? Let Let me share my screen. Oh, my God. This is an August album. I put in this thing called Life August. This is his studio album. I'm, I'm lost
0: to words, y'all. Wow. I see why people stay dragging Jada. Somebody check on Will Smith and make sure he's okay. Even in this apology, she's still like she's still throwing shots at Will. I never knew that was August's album. Wow. Well, thank you, Blockiana's boyfriend. You done came and just spilled the whole pot of tea in my lap that I did not even know about. That is crazy. I had assumed she got that from
2: Prince. Hmm. Okay. She wants that old thing
0: back. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. HFG says, T, I love your channel and the way you think about things. I always learn something new or gain new perspective on the issues. Please never change. I won't. And thank you so much for coming through. Love you. Um. So let me go ahead and get on this other topic here about um, Amber Heard, AKA Amber Turd. She is trending because she lost her case to Johnny Depp today. So let's play this breaking news here.
5: The verdict in the defamation trial between Hollywood stars, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard.
0: It comes after weeks of dramatic
4: testimony that kept many people glued to every twist in this case. CBS News' Natalie Grant live outside the courthouse in Fairfax County, Virginia, where jurors handed down a split decision today. Natalie. That's right, Christine and Maurice. And one of our CBS News legal analysts say that this mixed verdict shows that jurors were very careful in their deliberations and she says at the end of the day they found that both death and heard lied but jurors awarded death around 15 million dollars in damages and heard 2 million after listening to weeks of shocking testimony, a mixed verdict as a Virginia jury has sided with both actor Johnny Depp and his ex-wife Amber Heard in his defamation lawsuit and her counter lawsuit.
1: I've never struck a Um I've never struck a woman in my
0: life.
4: The Pirates of the Caribbean star sued his ex-wife for defamation, citing a 2018 Washington Post op-ed in which Heard referred to herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse. Depp was not named in the article, but claimed it destroyed his reputation and his career. On the stand, Heard maintained her accusations of abuse. He's punching me, punching me, a close fist punching me. She countersued for $100 million after Depp's former attorney called her allegations a hoax. I
1: have the right... To tell my story, I have the right to say what happened to me. I have the right to my voice and my
4: name. But Depp claimed he was the
2: one who was abused. Misheard in her frustration and in her rage and her anger, she would uh, strike out.
4: The high-profile civil suit was followed closely by fans on both sides, in person and on social media. Some of those fans were outside the courthouse as this verdict was read. Now Amber Heard posted a lengthy statement on Twitter which says in part that Yeah, we
0: don't want to hear you read it. Um <laughs> I got this news lady. I don't know where you're where you I don't want to hear her read it. It's gonna be all dry. And Amber Heard said, so this is what Amber Heard said on uh social media. Let's see here. She wrote a whole bunch of mess. So grab y'all's tiny violins. (laughs) Time to go and I am heard. She says, the disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I am heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. I'm even more disappointed with what was the verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is not to be taken seriously. I believe Johnny's attorneys succeeded in getting the jury to overlook the key issues of freedom
2: of speech and ignored evidence. That was so conclusive that we won in the UK. I'm sad I
0: lost this case, but I'm sadder still that I seem to have lost the rights that I thought I had as an American to speak openly and freely. Oh, the bee. (laughs) Amber Turd, shut up. She's just a weirdo. I had wrote something on here and I made everybody laugh. I can't find my comic child. I was like, you know, at the end of the day, it's so funny now that she gets to play victim And she's saying that this is a setback for women. No, the only setback for women is the fact that you lied about a lot of shit. So now when a woman who's actually going through real abuse, that's going to make it a setback for her because you're a liar. This woman has been lying from day one. She's wanted attention. It had nothing to do with Johnny's popularity because remember, he was popular when you made these allegations. And because of these allegations, he basically lost everything. He lost his role on Pirates of the Caribbeans. He was basically blackballed in Hollywood. He was a pariah thanks to you. So his celebrity couldn't be that big because it's not like they ignored him during that time. You know what I'm saying? And, and just, you know, ignored your allegations and allowed him to keep working. He basically lost everything. So no, your star power was even greater than his because they believed you without batting an eyelash. I don't feel bad for this lunatic. Amber Heard, like I've been telling y'all for the past four years that I've been covering this case as a lunatic. She's batshit crazy. She's a liar. But again, you know, I'm glad that Johnny Depp won, but I'm not going to cry any tattoo tears for him either. And I already did my whole video about her and her Jezebel spirit and how Johnny, you know what I'm saying? tried to trade him, his baby's mother that he refused to marry, but then got with her and married her within less than a year. You know, Johnny Depp was looking for, you know, some young, some young meat. <laughs> okay. Some young ass. And you know what I mean? He got, he got attached to the wrong person. So hopefully Johnny Depp learns his lesson and starts looking at the quality of a person and not just the exterior. Because my thing is Amber Heard has been whooping his ass. And like the sister was saying, she had to book two hotel rooms because they were known to get into like, you know, she was known to beat on him and they were getting into fights and arguments. To the point where I have to spend money on an extra hotel room every time we travel because you don't know how to act. And I've never had to deal with this for my baby's mother or any of my ex-girlfriends. That should have been a red flag to Johnny Depp. Okay. So hopefully he learns his lesson from this. But yeah, Amber, Amber Heard is an idiot. Let me go ahead and read to y'all what Johnny Depp had to say about the situation now that he won. You know, he had to say something, child. I don't know how, he has a weird accent. I don't know where his accent came from because I thought he was from America. He has like this weird British accent. Six years ago, <laughs> my life, the life of my children and the lives of the of those closest to me and also the lives of the people who for many, many years have supported and believe me were forever changed. All in the blink of an eye. This is a weird font. You could not have got a better font than this, Johnny. What did you write this on? A toaster? <laughs> the words are just every which way. All right. Then he goes on to say false, very serious criminal allegations were levied at me via the media, which triggered an endless barrage of hateful content. Although no charges were ever brought against me, it, was, it had already traveled around the world twice within a nanosecond and it had, it had a, some oh, it had a semi-impact, a some semi, I don't know what he wrote, child. It looks weird, it's a weird word. It had some type of impact on my life and my career. And six years later, the jury gave me my life back and I am truly humbled. My decision to pursue this case knowing very well the height of the legal hurdles that I would be facing and the inedible and the inedible inevitable. Katie say that word. Worldwide spectacle into my life was only made after considerable thought. From the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to reveal the truth regardless of the outcome. Speaking the truth was something that I owed to my children and to all those who have remained steadfast in their support of me. I feel at peace knowing that I have finally accomplished that. Well, that is wonderful, Johnny Depp. And, you know, hopefully you'll be able to get some money from this broad. You know, you want a lot of money. Hopefully she'll pay. Now, my question is this, and this is a very real question. Now that Johnny Depp has been found, you know, not guilty, he wasn't charged with anything, and Amber Heard has been found guilty, will DC, will the studios drop her from Aquaman 2? Because, again, there was no evidence when she came out with her allegations against Johnny Depp and they dropped him like a hot potato. So will the studios and will Hollywood have the same energy for this batshit crazy woman? Because he's, he's won. So the same way he lost his career and had to spend millions of dollars to go to trial and gather evidence and all this stuff to prove himself innocent in front of his fans, his family, and the industry, Is she going to receive the same treatment that he got six years ago? Because it was literally her word against his. No investigation, no nothing. He lost everything in the blink of an eye. I mean, granted, he wasn't about to go live on the streets and be in a soup kitchen because he's made money over the years and he was smart enough to save and invest. But still, he lost a lot of roles. You know, he had like a, a, a black cloud above his head. So I think she should get the same treatment. I don't think it's fair fair that she should be able to be in the new Aquaman movie or work on any movie for a while. She's showing lack of moral character. How is this any different? And maybe it may not be as serious as like, you know, the Harvey Weinstein situation or just Maxwell. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that since everybody wants to talk about, you know, morality and character, this woman has none. So I don't think she should be rewarded by still being allowed to act in like A-list movies. Send her crazy ass to reality television. (laughs) Send her to Zeus. (laughs) I want to see her on Zeus Network. You know what I mean? Get her ass off the big screen. She doesn't deserve it. There's a lot of, you know what I'm saying, good, hardworking actresses who've been trying to break into the industry who would love to be in a blockbuster film. I don't think she deserves that. Darcy says, I think Johnny has a soft spot for her. Shit, you never know. Yeah, you notice, uh, who said that? Somebody said, you notice that the Me Too movement is quiet. Yeah, they didn't have a lot to say. Let me, let me see, did they say anything on Twitter? Let me hashtag Me Too, because, you know, they talk about everybody else. Let this have been Johnny found guilty. Oh, they would have wrote a long
2: statement. What the Me Too movement talking about? Have they released an official statement? My lies were
0: called out and I used Me Too to ruin a man's life. Yeah, I don't see where the Me Too movement has said anything. Because they did, when, when it first came out, they were the main ones pushing it. So, that's why I don't ride with a lot of these so-called movements. Because again, they have different agendas and the energy's not the same. I stopped paying them any attention me too and time's up i told them to kick rocks after it came out that asia argento was smashing that teenage boy when he came on told his story now this is the same woman who accused harvey weinstein and all these other people of being predators and harassing her and rose mcgowan remember she was the first she was the, the the leader she spearheaded the me too movement with rose mcgowan and then when the little young boy was like hold up You talking all this shit about Harvey Weinstein, but bitch, you was grooming me and fucking me when I was 16. Crickets. Crickets. But for weeks, all they could talk about was Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, Harvey Weinstein. But now one of your own is being called out by a victim. And it's just just no response. Oh, well, we're looking into these allegations. We don't want to jump the gun. But you jumped the gun on everybody else. You jumped the gun on uh, Johnny Depp. You jumped the gun on everyone without any type of proof with just the allegations. But when it came to Asia Argento, we ain't seen, remember I told y'all the last time I seen her, she was in Madonna's comment section. Bitch, what you doing here? Ain't you supposed to be in jail? She was on Madonna's comment section. Oh, that dress is cute, sis. Just commenting free as a bird.
2: I said, must be nice. Must be nice. Just, it's just insane. Look, somebody said even Rose
0: quit the movement. She needed to quit the movement because at this point, the movement is embarrassing and it's hypocritical. So I'm glad that she quit it because her energy was definitely different when it came out that her friend was smashing underage boys. That energy changed. And I didn't, after that, I was, I was, I just was done with the movement. Not that I ever stood behind it or agreed with it, you know what I'm saying? I watched the movement from afar and sip tea, but when I was seeing that their energy was different and after the Asia
2: Argento thing, I'm like, yeah, this movement is full of crap. So, yeah, they haven't released the statement yet. Uh, Momi says Me Too and Time's Up has been found out to be a joke a couple
0: years ago because it was found out that the leaders were covering up for liberal political leaders. mm I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um,
2: let's see here. Kenan says,
0: bye. I know he ain't <laughs> He ain't typed that. He didn't type that on a typewriter. Yeah, I don't know what type of font that was. And then some of the words is missing and they're smudged. I ain't got time. You're about to make my eyes hurt, Johnny Depp. He could have used a regular font. He want to be fancy. It's ain't the time to be fancy. It's the time to, you know what I'm saying, kick her while she's down. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Using that fancy-ass typewriter font. Really read that shit. All right. So now, next story before I get up out of here. Um, oh, we got to talk about this. Oh, God. The infamous Selena Powell. Now, who remembers Selena Powell? Remember we were introduced to her via DJ Academics? Uh, she was on, she went to all the little radio stations. She was a proud thought. Um, She got caught. Well, basically she didn't get caught. She blasted Snoop Dogg. She was Snoop Dogg's side chick. <laughs> um, and she just tells all her damn business. Well, if you guys don't know, it has not been announced. It came out earlier today. Let me refresh my page real quick. She got two years in prison. So she recently did a podcast where she was bragging about the men that
2: she sleeps with.
5: You have ever dated a celebrity?
2: I always like have like
5: little flashbacks. With young thug. Oh, oh shit. Guys, young thugger.
2: Mm. Damn. It was great.
0: And he paid me. Okay. We're not going to play the whole thing, but shout out to we in Miami podcast that they are tea sippers. Um, they're, there's some cool gentlemen. Um, Let's see here. So this is what TMZ is showing. This ain't Selena Powell. Infamous rap fan gets two years in prison for probation violation. What I find very interesting, do you see how she looks without the weave,
2: the makeup, the contour? She looks like a whole different person. Makeup, ladies,
0: like I always say, should be to enhance. Just a little bit cover up a little bit of this, cover up like, it shouldn't change you as a person. If you wash it off, you should basically look the same. She looks like two different people. Which I swept her down, she a baddie child. Okay. Um, Let me go ahead and finish reading this. <laughs> uh, Selena Powell, the infamous rap fan. Why are they calling her infamous rap fan? I find that very interesting. I wonder if this was a black girl who bragged about, you know, just fucking all types of rappers, would she be called a rap fan? And would y'all call her all types of thoughts, whores, prostitutes, superhead? Why is she an infamous rap fan? A rap fan is somebody who just enjoys rap music. They're not necessarily trying to suck the rapper's pee, okay? Or get pregnant by a rapper. Remember when she lied and said that offset knocked her up and that was a whole lie? So to me, that's not a rap fan. A rap fan is somebody who genuinely enjoys rap music, okay? A lot of us are rap fans. We wouldn't fuck some of these rappers with a 10-foot pole. So I don't like that. Because I, cause if she was another race, she'd be all types of thoughts. So let me go ahead and finish reading. They said, infamous rap fan, alleged dater of some rappers, is going from social media sensation to prison inmate, TMZ has learned. A rep for the 17th judicial G, uh, DA's office tells TMZ, The 26-year-old was sentenced to two years in a Colorado state prison for violating probation from a 2015 conviction for driving a getaway car in a theft ring. Cops say that she failed to comply with the terms of her probation in that case, among other things. Missing multiple drug and alcohol tests, Paul was eventually arrested on May 1st after missing her court date. And this is her with a face full of makeup. So now she's locked up and that's a long time, two years in prison, probation violation. That is because she thought she was above the law. She thought the fact that she was social media famous, she knew a bunch of rappers. She was going on all these podcasts that, you know, she was untouchable. Well, she found out that day that fat meat is greasy. And, you know, I have no problem with Selena. Me and her have talked several times. You know, we've always been cordial. We've DM'd. you know what I'm saying? She's funny, but um, she knows I'm gonna call her what she is. She's not no pillar of society. She's basically hopping on, you know, fucking male rappers just to get a name for herself. You know, she knows what it is. So good luck to her in that, you know, two years. So she'll be out when she's 28. Hopefully by then she'll be ready to calm down and, you know, maybe settle down and, you know, find a boyfriend or something, her husband and, you know, just sit down somewhere because the lifestyle that she's living is just it's catching up to her. You know, and especially being that she probably thought that she could just party and do what she wanted to do and not have to follow the rules of her probation and they got tired of it. So, and she had to have done that several times for them to eventually arrest her and convict her. Because usually like, you know, a PO will give people a few chances. So she was clearly taking advantage. And the fact that she missed her court date, that was a slap in the face to the judge as well. So y'all's favorite, you know, Celebrity, you know, tea spiller, when it comes to sex, she's gonna be doing two years. Um, so let me go ahead and read these last few super chats here. I've been on for an hour and 35 minutes. Time is flying, child. Um Shani says, Glad that crazy line for lost. I hope JD learns his lesson. Sorry, I can't come from Augusta to ATL to the event. A chick gotta work. Stay blessed. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through, sis. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Caitlin says Johnny Depp also lost his role on the fantastic beast. Like he was making on the pirates. I hope he goes back to his ex Vanessa Paradis because she supported him despite leaving her for a turd. Love you T. Yeah, I think, you know, with Vanessa, she's probably moved on. I wouldn't want somebody circling back to me. That's just me. If you had the nerve to cheat on me and marry this lunatic, I'll have your back because you're my kids' father, you know, but you can't circle back around, okay? She's living her life. I think she has a man. She's doing her thing. I don't think they need to get back together. I think he needs to just do better in his choices. So yeah, I don't play. You can't circle back around. Oh, Vanessa's married. Okay, well, good for her. I know that's right. He didn't want to marry her. He had all this mush mouth excuses. Oh, we don't need no marriage. It's just a piece of paper. And then it's funny that he marries Amber in less than a year and now Vanessa's married. So marriage was not just a piece of paper and she obviously wanted to be married because now she's married. So, yeah, don't don't go trying to circle back now, Johnny. OK, but I, am, I do respect the fact that she had his back and wasn't bitter and angry. Like, you know, she testified and, and had his back. So I respect her for that. You know, because a lesser woman would have been like, oh, well, do with your own problem. You thought that, you know, you thought the grass was green on the other side of the street, only to find out that that grass was fake as hell. OK, so, you know, good for Vanessa. Good for Vanessa. Um, let's see here. Uh, My Quita says once an issue becomes a movement, it gets co-opted by opportunists. Exactly. I agree with that. Thank you, sis. Um... <laughs> Brooklyn Kennedy says infamous rap fan. No, more like infamous rap slore. Yeah, I just found that really interesting how they title Selena's, you know, her 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 title on TMZ. Infamous rap fan. Like I've never seen a rap fan like that, but okay, go off. Um, let's see here. Carla says, Love you, Auntie. Have you seen about the lab monkeys on the loose back in Pennsylvania? It happened in January. Yeah, that was months ago. I found that interesting though, that they had escaped from like a truck. Child, I don't know if y'all know this story. So in Pennsylvania, there was a bunch of monkeys on a truck. Nobody knew that they were there, but they were secretly being taken to a lab. The truck ends up crashing, or maybe one of the monkeys threw a banana at the driver's head and the driver just crashed. I forgot. But either way, the truck crashed and the monkeys fall out onto the highway. Their cages break, they're running around some random white lady she done pulled over now you see all these monkeys first of all what are monkeys doing in the middle of pennsylvania in the winter time that alone would make me keep driving oh no not this white lady she stopped got out her car and went to go you know what i'm saying help catch the monkeys here monkey 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 here monkey 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 and the monkey's like ah! <laughs> the monkey ended up scratching her biting her Child, that mother gave all types of rabies and COVID-21s and she had all types of shit wrong with her. Her eye was watering. She's like, I can't see. My skin is burning. And the people kept telling her, why was you changed? You don't even, we got on biohazard suits. You hopping out your car trying to play superhero. These aren't puppies. Nobody told you to go chase after these monkeys. Man, that monkey tore her ass up. Yeah, I remember that story. And she was mad. And there was nothing she could do. You can't even sue because nobody told you to stop your car and be nosy and go chase monkeys. They didn't ask for your help. Okay? The driver in his biohazard suit, he had this. (laughs) So anyways, long story short, they ended up killing all the monkeys. And so a lot of people were like, okay, something something don't sound right. Y'all are transporting these monkeys, a crash happens, and they caught a few of them alive, but then they hurt and killed them. So I don't know, maybe these monkeys could talk, because I'm like, well, why did they kill them? It's not like they were going to tell us, you know, the real tea. John, they killed all the monkeys. So I don't know. And then fast forward, it's now what, June, and there's monkeypox.
2: Y'all do the math. This was in January, and now in June, we're dealing with monkey pox. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> My stories be so funny. I was, <laughs> Which, yeah, it was all over the news. I didn't talk about it in January, but yeah, I remember that. She was crying and shit. Eyes was watering. You know, I got. I think I got to go get a tetanus shot. Yeah, you should, ma'am. You really should. You don't know what the hell the monkeys had. They be testing all types of stuff on monkeys and wild animals. I'm sorry. Had that been me on that Pennsylvania
2: road and I seen a bunch of monkeys just running around. Girl, why is there some monkeys on the freeway? Okay, well, I- I'll be
0: there soon enough. Ain't nobody about to pull over and do shit. I- they ain't got nothing to do with me. She was doing too much. Yeah, they killed all them monkeys. I want to know what the hell, what was the secret? I'm like, damn, could these monkeys talk? Are these talking monkeys? them like kill killing before they tell all the tea. <laughs> this is bananas. What happened to the damn monkeys? You know, we haven't heard nothing else since. It was like a blip on the radar. They have not said nothing else since. And now all of a sudden there's monkey pox. I just, I find it very interesting. You know, we live in a strange world, honey. But thank you so much, Kayla, uh, for bringing that up. I forgot all about that. I appreciate that. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Jones City says, Amber Heard is giving me flesh eating vibes. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Um, Kim Star, hey, sis. She says, LOL, I didn't know about, I didn't know about this. You have a point though. Poor monkeys, much love. Yeah, it came out a while ago. Cause I just, I was researching this. I was going to do a podcast on it. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm not even going to do a podcast on it. She was just being so dramatic. And you know, in my eyes, they haven't stopped watering since the monkey scratched me. And oh, child, bye. But yeah, this is you got to Google it. It was just a bunch of monkeys just spilled out into the freeway. And they were going to some type of laboratory. So And we have not heard anything else on these monkeys. So on that note, you guys, I know it's getting late. I've been on for an hour and 42 minutes. Thank y'all for joining me. We had over 10,000 people in here. Thank y'all. Make sure y'all hit the like button. Thank y'all for the super chats. Thank y'all for the comments. I hope you guys had a good time. So I will probably do a green room tomorrow. So feel free to call in. We can talk about the whole Monique DL situation in more depth. Um, if y'all want to talk about that, if there's any other topics that come up, we can hit on that as well. So I will see you guys later. You guys have a good night. Bye.